0: When I read and listen to this text and what it says about the land lying fallow and everyone eating whatever happens to grow there, it brings to mind a very visceral memory for me. In the fall of 2012, I moved to Slovakia to spend a year teaching English there at a small Christian school in Martin. I moved there not knowing anyone and only having visited a few times with my church choir during mission trips. During one of my first weekends living there, a fellow teacher invited me to join him and a few of his friends for a hike. Excited about the idea of making friends, I tagged along. The hike was a beautiful and nerve-wracking one, We wandered through forests, crossed fallen trees like bridges over streams, and to my terror, scaled a cliff to get to this unknown destination I was being guided to by my fellow hikers. During that cliff part, if I'm being honest, I distinctly remember praying to God that I didn't fall off the cliff and break my leg because my insurance hadn't come through yet. But miraculously, I made it through unscathed. After a few hours of hiking, we made it to our destination, a remote sunny slope that overlooked the town of Martin. From the side of the hill, I could see the larger mountain range off in the distance, winding roads that looked like slithering snakes weaving through bristly tree lines. And I remember the sun being so golden and bright as it warmed the slope. It was at that moment that I fell in love with Slovakia, its nature and its beauty. It truly felt like holy ground to me. We were there for the purpose of picking blueberries that naturally grew on the slope and The entire slope was just covered in these blueberry patches. And there were ridges where paths had been worn down by strangers' feet coming to enjoy the wild harvest. Anyone could come here and just pick these berries if they were brave enough to make the trek. And this land was open to all and belonged to no one. No one except God. And that right there, is the pivotal phrase in our text today. This land is mine, God says, and you are but strangers and tenants on it. I wasn't much of a camper or a hiker when I was little, so my experience of nature um, was limited to the patches of grass in mine and my neighbor's yards and the public parks and forest preserves that were owned by the city. Never had I had the opportunity to be a stranger in what felt like God's land. I was definitely changed that day in Slovakia. And not just by the purple blueberry stains that were on my hands and lasted for way longer than I expected them to. But it was my understanding that the land I was on was holy. And all land is holy but like any mountaintop experience, this feeling of epiphany didn't last very long. 12 months later, I returned to the United States and felt some culture shock, part of which included the dissipating of that feeling of reverence for God's creation. It didn't come as naturally as it did when I was overseas, a stranger in God's land. I had to go looking for that feeling. I had to hold Sabbath and I had to pause and take a breath and meaningfully acknowledge and observe the holiness of all that is around us. The sense that it all belongs not to us, but to God. This part of the Sabbath year tradition uh, was to leave the land fallow and to release a sense of ownership of the land, not to work it and sow it or gather up the fruits for ourselves as if it purely belonged to us. The land had a chance to rest and the people had an opportunity to remember who the land actually belonged to. The Jubilee celebration is not just a beautiful and surprising act of social reform where society gets to hit the reset button on economic and social standing but it is also a reset for our relationship as humans with God's creation. Because much like social and class structures, there's a hierarchy that exists within our culture around nature, whether we like to admit it's there or not. And in Christianity, in my experience, the hierarchy goes a little bit something like this, where it's God and then humans and then animals and nature is at the bottom. There's nuance in there, but that's, that's how I remember experiencing it. And I think that this holding Sabbath, letting the land rest and the people rest from working it, it makes us pause. It interrupts that hierarchical cycle that somehow took hold in the belief that humans, creations of God ourselves, could ever truly own the land. It harkens back to that sacred wonder that's described in the Genesis story about life in the Garden of Eden, where every moment was a Sabbath moment. There was no work or toil, where all of creation was in perfect relationship with itself and with God. And at some point, between the moment of that story and now, this harmful hierarchy came and inserted itself into our lives. It made us believe, maybe not in our hearts, but in our actions, that we own the land, that it's ours to use, to plant and grow, to spoil and waste, and to pollute as we see fit. Then the spark of the divine in creation goes unseen. After all, The land is ours and God gave us dominion over it, right? There's no room for the holiness of all creation when one creation has dominion over another. We can see its effects, the effects of this hierarchy daily in the rising temperatures of our planet and the resulting increase in devastating forest fires. In Flint, Michigan, where repeated harmful waste disposal in the river caused the major water source of the town to turn to poison. The impact of that still being felt six years later. For me, a huge example of this I saw when I was traveling, doing a travel seminar in Israel and Palestine and Jordan. We visited a number of biblical sites, including the Dead Sea, which is not so slowly evaporating into nothing, and two baptismal sites along the Jordan River. The first site we went to was a commercial site, commonly trafficked by pilgrims wishing to remember their baptism or to be baptized in the same river as Jesus. It was beautiful. It felt sacred and cherished there. The second site, a few miles down the river, is the believed location of Jesus' baptism. The water there is thick with mud and sewage and agricultural runoff. One place is considered beautiful and sacred, the other clearly profaned and yet both undeniably holy. One celebrated and respected, the other forced to take in the waste of human living, yet both undeniably holy. There is no rest for that second sight. There's no pause or reset, no Sabbath being held for that holy place. But God is present in both of those places, whispering lovingly to the plants as they grow, guiding the water as it flows. The holiness of those places is determined by God and is still true regardless of how it is treated by human hands. What might it be like if we held Sabbath for that place and other places like it? What would it be like if the land and the waters could rest. In Walter Kaiser's commentary on Leviticus, he talks about observing Sabbath and festivals where Sabbath is central to the celebration. Sabbath is a time of rest, to pause, to stop, to be idle. They are special times dedicated to worship and emphasizing holy rest, to honor God, He says, the purpose of the Sabbath was not to be the one and only holy day of the week. A Sabbath was like a kiss between lovers. It gathered into a special moment what is always true. A Tuesday or a Wednesday was just as holy as a Sabbath. But it took the kiss of the Sabbath to make that clear. Sabbath is God's expression of love to all of creation, to bring attention to a holy moment to make it clear that all moments are holy, to observe the sacredness of rest and recovery during this special time so that we might remember that rest and recovery is always a sacred act. It isn't just this holy day that belongs to God, but all that is holy. You. Me, this church and the land that it sits on. All of creation is declared holy by God because all of creation belongs to God and contains that divine spark. And in this command to observe the Sabbath, to rest ourselves and allow the land to rest, we are honoring that belonging and nourishing God's earth. For it does not belong to us and we are but strangers in God's land. Yet, if you're anything like me, the concept of Sabbath brings you feelings of both relief and some stress as well. Even though there's a pandemic going on, I feel like as though I barely have enough time to breathe, let alone honor Sabbath, or spend a whole day in rest. For me, it feels as if there isn't enough time. And I hear echoes of that in our scripture text today. When God tells the people to observe the Sabbath and not to plant or plow their fields, they fire back with, what if we don't have enough food? There's a question of enoughness. Will there be enough if we do this sabbath thing will there be enough resources if we rest will there be enough revenue and profit if we honor god's holy creation with rest and instead of answering that question directly god asks us to have faith faith in the abundance of god's blessing in creation of god's active presence in our lives even when we rest and the abundance of blessing is revealed in this jubilee festival that we've been talking about in the reset of a society where some had plenty and some were empty god shows us a different way one that relies on the abundance and grace of god instead of our own ability and when we trust in that promise of enoughness we are invited by God to be transformed. We are renewed and restored in relationship with God, with one another, and with God's holy creation. We are invited to stop, to pause, and to start over. We are invited to rest and be restored along with all of creation. All of creation is called holy And we are invited to see the sacred in all moments, in all places, and in all people, and to honor that spark of the divine with Sabbath. Truly, I miss those blueberry patches on the hillside in Slovakia, and that beautiful Sabbath moment. I know that the abundance of God is everywhere, and that Sabbath moments can happen anywhere at any time and when they find you those quiet moments of stillness and silence God is there declaring the holiness of all creation and commanding it to rest amen